Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> Everybody, it's Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man, and you're listening to the Wrestle Talk Podcast. And I'm the Night Owl. You're tuned in to Wrestle Talk. 657-383-1521. We'll be discussing WWE, NXT, Lucha Underground, ROH, Fantasy Wrestling, and we'll have some of the best damn interviews for professional and independent wrestling that you've ever heard. And I'm Joe Lance. Ladies and gentlemen, buckle your seatbelts, keep your arms in the vehicle at all times. Wrestle Talk begins in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1... What is up, Buster Talk fans? Nightmare Jones here once again. It is 8 o'clock on Wednesday night. Ladies and gentlemen, that means one thing and one thing only. If you are listening to the sound of my voice, you have made a great, great, great decision. Uh... It would have been a lot better today if my Skype was uh, working. I'm having some sort of issues with uh, Skype, so I'm using my phone today, but that's okay. You know, I'm here. That's all that matters. Nightmare Jones is here. That's the only thing that matters. And tonight we're going to have ourselves a great, great, great night. We got the high spot segment. We got the shooting shot segment. We got the Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. We got the fantasy wrestling segment. We got the snippets of truth. And ladies and gentlemen, I finally have convinced the Night Owl to allow this gentleman to come onto this podcast. Finally, the Night Owl has agreed to it, but he didn't really have a choice, really. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, tonight we have the volatile Curtis Wild coming on to the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. We got the volatile Curtis Wild coming on at... 7.30, and then at 8.30, ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) you have a very, very, very special guest. Uh, Some, 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 some guys, some of you all may know, some of you all may not know. Uh, Let's go ahead and get in the man, the myth, the legend, the night owl. What is up, what is up, what is up, WrestleTalk family? Welcome to the show on this very, very special evening where there is pro wrestling abound, baby. We got AEW on right now. We got NXT on right now. We got people still getting, trying to get caught up with AEW Dark and, baby, the debut of NWA Power was just last night. A lot of people think that we're crazy because we're going to stick to our time slot, at least for now. And you know what? I'm good with it because we always been a little crazy around here, isn't it? We like to throw down like that here on the Wrestle Talk Podcast, Jonesy. Well, 
First and foremost, man, shout out to all my people on YouTube and Facebook. Please tap the screen, thumbs up and hearts, all right? And if you're on YouTube, man, make sure you share the link just like you can do over on Facebook, man. We're glad to have you guys here for episode 267. And you know what, Jonesy? It's lining up to be a good one, baby. But I just don't know how you were able to finally convince me to let Volatile Curtis Wild, that's right, the SICW champion, come on and wreak havoc on the Wrestle Talk podcast. Man, every time he's here, he antagonizes me and he causes problems, Jonesy. He causes problems. I don't have an issue with him. Me and him are all, all, all cool. I mean, you know, maybe if you respected him a little bit more, maybe he would, would, would be a little bit nicer. But that's neither here nor there, ladies and gentlemen. Because, yes, we do have Curtis Wilde coming on. But then for the second hour, you have a guy coming on. I'm not really sure if some of y'all may know who this person is. Some of y'all may not. Uh, I think he goes by the name of Nightmare Jones. I think. Wait a minute. So we have to sit through two hours of you, and then we have to sit through an additional half hour where we basically talk just about you. How the hell? What kind of what kind of clout do you have here on the Wrestle Talk podcast, hey, Josie? All I can say is all that I can say. All I can say is El Macho's money runs thick. Oh, gee, <laughs> right, well, well, listen, all kidding aside, guys, Joe Lance, my my faithful co-host, all right, the originator of the Wrestle Talk podcast, was at AEW last week at the very first Dynamite ever. So if you guys have questions about what it was like to actually be there as you watch it on TV, this is the place to do it. You can ask us through the messenger. You can ask us on Facebook Live, on YouTube. If you're listening to the replay, you can always email us your questions ahead of time at WrestleTalkPodcast at gmail.com. And I'll tell you what, dude, I'm feeling good because I got a lot of questions about what it was like to actually be in the building, Joe. You had an opportunity to be in the suite with your better half, Carrie. And from what I understand, dude, and I don't want you to spoil anything right now, but it was an absolutely incredible experience. Am I right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I've got all kinds of... uh... Of of stories, uh, you know, thoughts, you know. Oh my goodness, this this, this we're we're gonna get into it later on. Don't worry. Well, I can't wait, Josie. I can't wait. Well, listen, guys, if you're watching wrestling on TV, we want to get your immediate thoughts and feedback. If you saw something in Hell in the Cell, Monday Night Raw, or NWA Power that you saw. You know, between Sunday and, I guess, Tuesday would have been this week. We want to talk to you about it. It's real easy, okay? You can hit us on the email after the fact if you're listening to us on the podcast. But the best way to communicate with the Wrestle Talk podcast is by dialing this number. It is 657-383-1521. Jonesy, why don't you drop it on him one more time, man? What's that number? 657-383-1521. Two one, ladies and gentlemen. It's real, real simple. You can talk about anything. I'm, I'm, I'm willing to bet that somebody is going to want to talk about this whole hell in the cell finish. Uh, yeah. Oh, dude, dude. You know what? There's a lot of people with a lot of different thoughts, but you know, I, I want to hear from as many of them as possible because we are a live show for that reason. So again, guys, the number is six five seven. 383-1521, and if you're watching us on either of the streaming platforms, Facebook or YouTube, 
Go ahead and type that out for us, man, so the rest of the viewers can see it. And if they want to call in and engage and be a part of the conversation, then you guys are more than welcome to. That's what the Wrestle Talk podcast is all about. Jonesy, before we get into high spots, allow me to give a couple of shout-outs, man. Uh, Painter's Dream Production, if you guys have been over to the Wrestle Talk podcast website, you've seen some of the renovation that we've done. It's really looking spectacular. Check us out. We actually added our Twitter feed to the main page there. So if you want to listen to a podcast and catch up on what we're doing on Twitter, you can do it all right there at WrestleTalkPodcast.com. Obviously, man, the Conspiracy Farm, Everything Combat, and it's me speaking to you, our boys over there, Pat Milicic, and uh, Jay Hollywood showing a ton of love. And then uh, aside from that, man, MEW, what's up? Journey Pro, what's up? ATCW, what is up? SICW, what's up? Dynamo Pro Wrestling, what's up? Glory Pro, what's up? Man, KCXW, what's up? Big show this upcoming Saturday, by the way. Destiny, where yours truly will be calling the action, dude. So I had to get those shout outs out of the way. And again, guys, we are still selling the Wrestle Talk podcast mugs for 15 bucks a piece. If you want it customized with your name on it, all you got to do is pay an extra five bucks plus the shipping, man. WrestleTalkPodcast.com. All that said, Josie, I know we're going to go ahead and jump right in to what we do all the time around this time as we respectfully ask everybody to remove their caps. Place their hands over their hearts as we pay homage to the greatest country on God's green earth. And that's America, damn it. Right now. 
Absolutely. It 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 is totally out of of control right now. I mean, it's it's you know it, it's nuts. And and the whole thing is is after Tuesday night or Wednesday night last week, the reports came in, and yes, AEW did pull in you know more viewers than what NXT did. And you know, so as soon as that happened, everybody was talking about how oh you know. The WWE is done, WWE is done, AEW's won the first week, and then came the views for SmackDown, and it was 4 million people. So, you know, so so that, 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 that kept a couple people quiet, and the way that I see it is I don't really care about views. What I care about is the fact that, that in just the span of three days, you had more than 5,000, you've had more people watching than you normally would watch wrestling during the week. So, you know, this 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 whole AEW versus WWE thing is cool, but at the same time, it's also bringing in more wrestling fans. Dude, you're right, and I'm going to go ahead and kind of steal from your fact book there. I think what you were trying to say, Josie, is that Six million fans. Six million fans that would or maybe wouldn't be watching wrestling in any given week started watching wrestling because of some of the cross-promotion, Fox, USA Network, obviously TNT. I mean, leading into this past week, we saw more advertisement on TV for pro wrestling, then there are Shaq commercials on television. You know how many commercials right now are running that Shaq is in? Okay, there's got to be at least 10, right? There's the General, there's uh, Domino's, oh no, not Domino's, Papa John's, uh, there's Icy Hot, and I'm sure if we sat here for another minute, we could come up with the other one. Wrestling was more visible on TV than Shaq. And that is saying something, dude, because Shaq is a cultural icon, okay? I was very proud of the effort that each promotion put forth to make sure the word got out. And for the, the fact that between both shows on one day, they had about 2 million views, all right? And then on Friday, they had another 4 million, okay? And then that's coming off of Hell in a Cell, so or, or right before Hell in a Cell, right? So... To me, it's a beautiful thing. You can talk about the product in itself and find a lot of things to pick at, but when you look at it from a helicopter view, friends, wrestling has never been better, okay? This situation with pro wrestling reminds me of something, Josie, you're going to want to freaking roll your eyes when I say this, okay? People hate, and when I say the word hate, I mean it. People hate Donald J. Trump. They hate his guts. They hate him, but they can't stop paying attention to him, bro, whether they hate him or they love him. People want to know what he tweeted. People want to know what he said. And wrestling, whether you love it or hate it, whether it be WWE or 100% loyal to AEW, people are talking about it at the water cooler at work. People out on the basketball court talking about, yo, did you see rocks back in wrestling? People are talking about it, bro. And for guys like us that we're in the media, that we're podcasters, right, there's nothing better. This is, this is a new golden era that's starting to begin. I'm going to go ahead and call it the platinum era of wrestling because we already had the golden era, okay? 
if you're not enjoying it and you can't find something to watch, it's still uh, a couple of words from, from uh, the legendary Adam Pierce, Scrap Iron Adam Pierce. If you can't find something you enjoy right now, you don't love wrestling. Period. And there's no arguing that point, Jonesy. What do you think? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. There is definitely no arguing with that period. Um, Myself, you know, if if we're just going to compare NXT and AEW, myself, I enjoyed NXT a little bit more than I did AEW. Like, I, it's not that I don't like AEW, but my thing with, with, with AEW is every single match had a spot where somebody did a dive over the ropes or through the ropes in every single match. And... But that's good and, and fun. Tope Suicida. The Tope Suicida is the new super kick. It's the yeah, new super but kick. My, but my thing is, is this. Well, that, that's great to see if everybody does it in every single match. It takes away from that move. It takes away from the awesomeness of that move. And then eventually it, it's going to be, oh, cool, another flip over the top rope. Cool. You know, it's going to start starting. It's going to start getting old, you know what I mean? That That's that's what I'm taking away from from AEW. And, yeah, you know, the, the NXT, they, they had people that were, were flipping too. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying flipping's a bad thing. I'm just, I'm one of these, these type of guys where I don't want to have to watch flipping in every single match, if you know what I mean. Yeah, dude, you're absolutely right. And shout out to uh, Talking Dynasty on SoundCloud, Adam Fresh, making a great comment. Man, we'd love to hear from you, bro. You watch both products. If you got a little bit, give us a shout. We won't take up too much of your time. But he made a good point. He said, well, at least the super cool, at least the super kick looks cool. I would I would dare to say that the Tope Suicida looks great, but there's only some guys that make it look great. I'll give you an example, okay? Dean Ambrose doing the suicide dive and Ray Phoenix doing the suicide dive or King Cuerno, for my Lucha Underground folk out there, totally different, right? But even those guys only used it sparingly as more of an impact move. It's now being used more as a transition move, Jonesy. And that's very concerning, but at the same time, that's a whole other conversation. Absolutely. I, I totally, I totally, totally, totally Agree. Um, but, yeah, you know, rest, wrestling is so freaking awesome right now. And, you know, just just, just watching NXT, uh, just the first match, I'm not trying to spoil anything, but uh, the, the the first match was absolutely awesome in, you know, this well, edition of uh, about, NXT. Let, let's talk about what we're seeing tonight. And I want to give you a second, Jonesy, to kind of give a, give a little catch-up session here. So no spoilers. We're just going to tell you who's fighting who or whatever and for what. Here's what I want to talk about. I want to open this up to, to the callers, okay, because I got to know. What the hell did I witness last night at 6.05 p.m. Eastern time? This is something that I had never seen before. Now, I was talking to my man, Jay Hollywood, and I was like, bro, i never seen this before outside of maybe a couple of YouTube clips here and there, bro. Because NWA Power is the best thing I've seen in wrestling in years. That's right. You're going to call me a shock jock. You're going to say I'm, I'm just looking for clicks. It ain't that. And if you haven't seen it, 
that I don't want to hear. I don't even want your opinion. Don't bother calling in. Bro, NWA Power is so dope. Oh, my goodness, Joe. I wish I would have been alive when this stuff was dropping originally, man. This is crazy. And it feels old school, but with a great touch of new school flair. And one of the promos in the beginning, the gentleman who was fighting Nick Aldis, forgive me, I know he's a legend. Bro, he was like, this is the promotion where there's men at. There's no little kids running around here. No disrespect. I'm a Marco Stunt fan. I love the bus. I love Jungle Boy. No disrespect. Right? But, bro, they had something different. It felt like grown men fighting. And that's what's been missing. And it's a lot smaller, right? It's in a way more controlled environment. But it was refreshing, dude. It was refreshing. It's like, like, you know when you're super thirsty and you have some Gatorade and it kind of helps you out, but then when you finally get home, you, you get to have, like, that full glass of water, and you're like, man, Gatorade is great, but this, this comes straight right from heaven. Bro, that's what the NWA power felt like to me, bro. I got to get your thoughts before we start getting into what's going on tonight on, on television, Josie, because it, it was special, man, and it was free. It was on YouTube oh, for yeah. free. It was on Dude. Facebook for free. You can't beat that. Dude, are you kidding me? That show was absolutely 100% almost exactly like the old NWA. Like Studio Wrestling, bro. Studio Wrestling is freaking back. You've got Jim Cornette as a a commentator. It was freaking awesome, bro. Like I literally felt like I was watching one of the old NWA shows. Like legit. (laughs) <laughs> and, and Josie, let me tell you, I'm the kind of guy that can admit that I've only ever seen that stuff in highlights and, and when we're doing research of some of the old school people that we've had on, like Bill Dundee, you know what I'm saying? Like whenever we, we're researching guys like that, that's when I go back and look at some of that stuff. But I've never seen a show like that beginning to end, dude, and it felt new to me. I knew, I know they were going for an old school feel, but to me it was new. And so it's not just like, oh, the NWA is just trying to capitalize on the nostalgia of 30 years ago. Like, they're not progressive. They're not moving with the times. You know, they're they're just trying to keep things stuck in the past. Is just the accusation that people make against Jim Cornette all the time, right? He's too old school. He doesn't appreciate. Dude, Eddie Kingston was in that mug, bro. Royce Isaacs was in that. These are new guys. These are new era guys that, that fit perfectly into this NWA world that they're building, man. It's it's fantastic, right? I can't say enough good things. I've never been so excited over a debut. I would dare to say that the NWA Power debut impressed me more than Hell in a Cell, uh, 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 SmackDown on Fox, and yes, even AEW Dynamite last week. The best debut in the last seven days is NWA Power. I will hear no arguments unless you got the balls to call in and tell me right to my face. I want to hear somebody who's got something to say about that, Josie. Bring it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. One, one hundred percent. You know, I just watched Drew Gulak versus, um, oh, crap. Drew Gulak versus Leo Rush on, on NXT. And it was a freaking amazing match. Leo Rush is—he's not a bad wrestler, bro. Like this is coming well, from you, a guy that you that, know that that you, you know really Leo Rush is a great wrestler. Team. What's that? 
Bro, I said, you know Leo Rush is a great wrestler. He came up in your territory. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course he is. I mean, you know, like I said, this is, is really my first time watching NXT. I never really watched it on the WWE Network, I guess, because cause I'm, I'm lazy and I'd have to go... Yeah, I'd have to turn on my PlayStation and turn on my TV, and so I never really watched it. So being able to watch it now on like regular TV, it's freaking awesome, bro. Bro, I hundred percent totally believe that if you give the NXT uh, product a shot, you'll come to to a consensus with a lot of us, dude. Best wrestling on TV, but there is some serious competition on the horizon. Because, again, AEW, NWA Power. Now, here's something that I wanted to talk to you kind of relating to this whole situation that I don't think anybody's really taking a close look at. You'll notice that with some of the promotions, you're seeing some cross-commentary jobs happening. For example, Tony Schiavone is the primary voice of MLW, or one of the primary voices of MLW. He is also, obviously, now one of the primary voices of AEW. From a commentator's perspective, because that's what I like to do when I do, uh, um, you know, get an opportunity to work within the world of pro wrestling and not just cover it, from a media perspective, I've always seen, or at least in my mind, thought that it was better to just, you know, each promotion kind of has their commentator, it changes their identity or whatever, or it gives them an identity, something stable, but I'm seeing more and more that people are open to having commentators move. You know, you've seen Matt Stryker at Impact. You've seen Matt Stryker at Lucha Underground. And I'm open to it. I, I dig it because I think it's, it's good for me, too, as a commentator. But I'm wondering, does anybody does that hit, strike anybody the wrong way when you see a commentator moving from promotion to promotion? Does it make you question their loyalty? Or are you cool with it? Because I personally was not cool with it for a while. And so I started seeing it work, and I was like, you know what? That guy sounds great wherever he goes. So if Tony Schiavone does MLW, and then he turns around and does AEW, I'm cool with it because he's good at his job. And to me now, that's what matters more. But I want to know what you think, Josie, and I want to know what the WrestleTalk family thinks uh, a few minutes before we welcome in the volatile Curtis Wild. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I, I totally – Totally could not uh, uh, agree more. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely, 100%. I could not agree more, Renee. 100%. Easily. Awesome, baby. Awesome. I love to hear it. So what what else do we want to talk about, Josie? Do we want to give one of these callers? I know there's quite a few of them here that, that were trying to jump on with us. Uh, and I also know... Uh, that we're very short on time because the volatile Curtis Wild is right around the corner. He's going to be calling us in in just a minute. You know what? Hold on. Let's let's hold on the callers for one more second. There was something else that I wanted to ask you about, and we didn't get mm-hmm. even, we didn't get a chance to talk about this, bro. Kofi, the situation with Kofi losing the championship in like 15 seconds. That happened last Thursday, folks, and it almost seems like old news. Uh, it's hard to believe that that was less than a week ago. And we're so far removed from it because of all the news we've gotten and all the wrestling we've gotten since last Friday. How did you feel about that, bro? Were you pissed off, or did you understand? Bro. Bro. He lost to the guy that we don't mention 
on the Wrestle Talk podcast anymore. So, of course, I wasn't happy about it. I mean, come on now. He lost in, like, three seconds. It was absolutely, it was horrible. I was like, how are you going? My reaction when I saw that was, how are you going to do that to Kofi Kingston? How are you going to, to literally have your champion get beat in, like, three seconds? <laughs> okay, so so then let me let me counter your question with another question, guys. If you're checking us out live, please share the broadcast. We do this for y'all, okay? It means everything to us that you guys are here, but we want interaction. And if you guys are feeling brave, call in, join the topic, join the topic of conversation, or contribute to it. That's what that's what this platform is for. A lot of people watch this show, so if you got an opinion, a smart opinion about pro wrestling. Or you're out of your mind and you don't think NWA was the best debut in the last seven days, dial that number, 657-383-1521. I dare you. Jonesy, carry on. Carry on. Carry on. You were ranting about Brock Lesnar. I need to hear more of this. I'm sorry. I don't don't mention his name, Renee. We don't mention his name on the Best of Talk podcast. Exactly. I was so (laughs) mad. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. And then, you know, Cain Velasquez came out, and and you know what? I I felt like what everybody else did, okay? And you you were probably going to say the same thing. When he came out with Clay Velasquez, he couldn't really tell who it was. He took off his shirt. All I could say was, how the hell did Dominic get so buff? <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't Dominic. That was, no, that was that was Kane. Um, Rey Mysterio, when he cut that promo uh, on, was it Thursday? Oh, whenever it was. He said something in Spanish that kind of surprised me, and, and I'm assuming not everybody picked up on it. So he said that mi familia, my family, mi hermano, or, or mi primo, he said primo, which means cousin in, in English, right? Or it means cousin in Spanish, whatever. Uh, is Cain Velasquez actually related to Rey Mysterio? Can anybody confirm that? Because it sounded like he was saying that they were family, like blood family, but I'd never heard that before. I, I don't even know if Cain Velasquez is from San Diego. I, I have no idea. I know he's Mexican. I don't know. I'm curious about that. If anybody out there knows, I, we'd definitely love to hear from you. And, um, Josie, here's the thing with me and, and, and Kofi. I've heard a lot of people say the same thing you have. So I'm going to kind of put the ball back in your court, and this goes out to the WrestleTalk family. I want to hear what you guys think about this as well. What <laughs> would you have done different? What would you have done different and why? Why did you not like what they did, and what would you have done different? What I would have done uh, different is I wasn't mad that Kofi Kingston lost the uh, the uh, title. What I was mad about was you got Kofi Kingston who beat – Randy Orton, Kofi Kingston, who beat, you know, who's beat multiple people for that championship belt, and he loses the belt in, like, three seconds without having a single bit of offense. No offense whatsoever. Like, 
like, you know, it, it, it just, you basically squashed your heavyweight champion. And I don't feel in any situation should you ever squash a guy that is your heavy going into the match as your heavyweight champion. Like, that, that, that just just doesn't make sense to me. So it's not that I'm mad that he lost. I'm mad at the way that he lost the match. Oh, I understand. And you know what? The WrestleTalk family is stepping up and doing a little research for us. So I stand corrected. Rey Mysterio did not say that Cain Velasquez was his primo. He said that Cain Velasquez was Dominic Padrino which means godfather. So that makes sense. If they have a relationship going back some years, it makes sense that Cain Velasquez could potentially be the godfather of Dominic. But I also understand that Dominic has a Facebook page. Thank you, uh, CK. I appreciate you bringing that to our attention. So maybe we'll just hit him up and see what's up. And maybe he will join us on the show. Wouldn't that be dope? Would, I want to know. Do y'all, would you want to hear from Dominic on the Wrestle Talk podcast? Uh, Jonesy, because I think that'd be a great interview. Sure, absolutely. That would be uh, definitely pretty cool. Cool, cool. Man. We're going to have to talk to Skywalker and have him reach out. You know, Skywalker, he, he's like our agent, you know what I'm saying? He makes sure that all the all the people get to where they need to go when it comes to the Wrestle Talk podcast. Man, he does such a wonderful job. Shout out to our boy, uh, Luke Skywalker Roberts, man, taking care of us 24-7. Well, Jonesy, I'm looking, and I know we've been neglecting the callers, bro. Uh, um, do we have somebody on the line, or are we ready to jump into the interview with the volatile Curtis Wilde, your new SICW Classic Champion? Who are we talking to? Well, I tell you what. Right now, we are uh, 100% ready to bring in your SICW Heavyweight Champion, the volatile Curtis Wilde. And I know that you're not happy about this, Renee. I know that you and, and, and the no. volatile Curtis Wilde, have have issues and you know uh, so I I just hope that in this interview that that you 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 can be nice to the volatile Curtis Rowe because I'm sure that he's going to be nice to you. So ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, your SICW heavyweight champion, the volatile Curtis Rowe. <laughs> Wild, how are you doing tonight, sir? Oh, I'm doing good. Coming straight out of the wild side by way of Tokyo, Japan, taking this SICW Classic Championship on a worldwide, wild, worldwide victory tour. Absolutely. Now, so I know that Renee may not be very happy that you're the SICW Heavyweight Champion, but I still am a fan, and I still am happy that you are the SICW Heavyweight Champion, because who else could hold the SICW Heavyweight Championship but the volatile Curtis Wild? Well, with the honor and the prestige that comes with being the marquee player here in St. Louis Wrestling, who else, who, none other than volatile Curtis Wild, could give it the prestige that it deserves here in St. Louis Wrestling. And, and, and before we get started, I really don't care if Renee's got a problem with me because the fact of the matter is everybody's got a problem with the champ. You see, I've got a, a target on 
on my back. I'm the one that everybody wants to put in their crosshairs because with the championship, not only comes the glory, not only comes the prestige, but also comes those big fat checks and some extra zeros behind your name. You know what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. One, 100%. Now, Night Owl, I'm going to be nice and I'm going to allow you to come in here and, and, and oh, kick this. Uh, yeah, nice to you. come in here and, and, I, I and kick this, that, this, this interview off, sir. So why don't you go ahead and ask whatever That's questions fine. that you have for the volatile Curtis Wild. So the little old troll who lives under the bridge is going to let me jump into my own show. I, I really appreciate it, Joe. I, I really do. Uh, As so well you Curtis, uh, Oh, well, okay, so um, I'm going to try to stay in the neutral zone here, Curtis, because there's something that I cannot discredit. Uh, you are a man that knows how to capitalize on your opportunities and you know how to surround yourself by successful people. And when you talk about successful people in the world of pro wrestling over the last 25, 35, maybe even 40 years, there's a man that comes to mind who is being honored at the Cauliflower Alley Club reunion in 2020. And for those of you guys who are living under a rock, our very own SICW head, Herb Simmons is being inducted at the Cauliflower Alley Club induction ceremony in 2020 that the Wrestle Talk podcast is making plans to be at. So be on the lookout for more information there. We might rent a van and all drive over. Who knows? Keep an eye well, on WrestleTalkPodcast.com. Drop it. What, what do you believe? What do you think? How do you feel about it, man? It, it's a huge deal. What's that? The, the Herb that Herb Simmons thing? is getting inducted. Oh, are you oh. paying attention? Or are you are you having that, that you know, is a huge uh, is, is deal. That is a huge out deal. Your vein or, are you are you and, and of course, Renee, What the hell are you doing? Of course, Renee. I was uh, one of the first to know about it because I am one of the important people in St. Louis wrestling, and you're kind of second, third tier. But the fact is, that is a really? huge wow. honor that is being bestowed on Herb Simmons from the Cauliflower Alley Club, one of the greatest organizations in professional wrestling in the United States. They've also gone international. They're a great organization. But what most people don't know is that Herb Simmons was in contention to get that award until I won the SICW Classic Championship. And then they knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that Herb Simmons was the best promoter in the United States today. Wait just a minute. Wait just a minute. So you're trying to take credit for the legendary Herb Simmons getting inducted into the, So you're saying that he was on the bubble. <laughs> Wait, I, I'm even having a hard time getting this out. You're saying he was on the bubble, and the only reason that he was he definitely got in is because you won the SICW Classic Championship? you got to be kidding me. you got to be kidding well, me. Fucking bullshit! Isn't that obvious? The fact is, he's been in this business for 46, 50 years, something like that. But it, it, they didn't give him that award until I won the SICW Classic Championship. Is that any question? Oh, dear goodness. I, I think it, it just happens to be a very big question. Josie, why don't you take the next question? Because I, I there can only are take no the Wallace Howard Curtis Wallace Dosey. Okay, there I can are no coincidences in love and reference. I, I, I would we'll, we'll definitely please. do that. Uh, uh, Curtis, after, after looking at your uh, Twitter, I, 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 I see that you are not only into professional wrestling, but you are also heavily heavily into 
the world of uh, uh, politics. Uh, you are a big supporter of that's not what I'm calling for tonight. Tonight we're talking about professional wrestling. Tonight we're talking about how great I am, how much nobody else can take the SICW Classic Championship from me, and how I am at the top of the mountain in St. Louis professional wrestling. That's what this interview is about. That's true. That 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 is is definitely true. All right. So let me ask you about your uh, a feud that that you've had with a gentleman by the name of uh, uh, K Man. Uh, can you tell us about what this what your your feud with with K Man started about? Well, K Man is simply in my way. K Man is the next roadblock between me and and another championship, the MMWA heavyweight championship, which will be decided this Saturday night on Broadway, downtown St. Louis. The doors open at 7, bell times at 8, and somewhere just after that, you better be on the lookout for one of the only champions to unify the MMWA and SICW championship by being the champ champ in St. Louis wrestling. Absolutely. Uh, you know, it's just, you are just, you know, you, how, how can, can, can I literally put this? You know, you, you've won the SICW heavyweight champion. I know that you're going to end up beating Cayman to, to, to win that, that championship. After you, you, you beat him, what's going to be next for the volatile Curtis Wild? Hey, who's to say I might not just take those belts and retire because I don't see anybody on the marquee that can match up to me. I don't see anybody that can step in the ring and take what I'll have. So if anybody wants to try, I might just just decide to retire and take all my money and ride off into the sunset with my number one ginger and my man, Wal Kowalski, watching my back. That guy, that guy's despicable. Just, just like a lot of the stuff that we've seen for you, volatile. And, and you know what? I'm going to jump back in here because there's an elephant in the room. Huh? And no, it ain't me. Even though I'm slightly overweight, it ain't me. No, I want to talk to you about how you captured the SICW Classic Championship against a true legend, the true lion of the loop. I'm talking about <laughs> the one and only. The king of chaos, Ricky Cruz. Why don't we talk a little bit about that rivalry and that matchup, Curtis Wilde, because it's clear to me that you had to take shortcuts in order to achieve your ultimate goal of winning the classic championship. Do you care to comment on that, or are you going to play coy with us there as well? Well, that went down very simple. I went into that ring without the SICW classic championship, and at the end of the day, I pinned Ricky Cruz in the middle of the ring one, two, three. Now, he did have Billy McNeil coming down and interfering in the match and almost beat me, but it's a fact of the matter that Ricky Cruz is simply not man enough to put my shoulders to the mat, even with help from Billy McNeil, and I was the one who walked out with my hand raised, went to the pay window, and held that SICW Classic Championship high above my head. Well, we are well aware, and you know what? When I hear you comment, it makes me think of something that has the pro wrestling world abuzz, volatile Curtis Wilde. 
and that is this resurgence of professional wrestling on an independent and on a national level. You, of course, are a student of the game. You're a teacher of the game, and you're seeing how things have progressed, not only over the last 20, 30, 40 years, in your case, more like 20 or 30, I would assume, but now you're seeing the resurgence of NWA. You're seeing new young guns on the scene like AEW, somebody who's in the business day in, day out, traveling. You're in Japan now. Appreciate, again, you making time for us. I'm sure the time difference has got to be a little taxing. What are your thoughts on it, man? Do you see the positives in it? Because that's what we're preaching here. If you're a wrestling fan, there's something out there for you. Volatile, as a guy that's been operating inside the square circle for a long time, do you believe that we're entering a new era, which I am dubbing the platinum era of professional wrestling? Or do you think it's just more of the same old, same old? Well, I do think that there is a new territory system forming, uh, except the territory is going to be the entire United States because everybody's on the Internet, everybody has streaming services and things of that sort, and you're going to see people uh, vying for different fan bases, but wrestling fans are going to have options for wrestling, and that's one of the great things that's happening right now. You're going to have a completely different product when you look at AEW than you are if you look at NWA. You're going to have a completely different product if you look at House of Hardcore, uh, compared to SICW and MMWA in St. Louis, you're just uh, going to have so many products that a true wrestling fan, a true professional wrestling fan, is not going to have a hard time finding wrestling. And I think that people realize that Vince McMahon and WWE was not the only game in town. And slowly more, but surely... What's that? I said not anymore, baby. Not anymore. Not anymore. Slowly but surely, people are coming out of the woodwork and figuring out that there are other products out there, there are other stars out there, and, uh, I mean, you've got guys in in AEW like Chris Jericho and Cody Rhodes. You've got guys at House of Hardcore like Tommy Dreamer. You've got guys like Volatile Curtis Wilde in St. Louis uh, tearing up the wrestling scene. And we've all got respect for each other. We've all got respect for each other's products and how different they are. Uh, you know, you, you might not want a steak all the time. You might want some lobster. And the fact is you're going to have so many options on this smorgasbord of wrestling. No no doubt about it, man. Well, thank you for, for answering that uh, question eloquently and not insulting me for once. I really do appreciate it. Jonesy, I know you messaged me. Well, thanks for asking a good question in. and not being insulting in your questioning. Okay, well, true line we of play the loo. True line of the loo, my foot. Uh, well, I, I guess you can I am the only line of the, the loo. The I am the only wolf of West County. I am the only Sparsha Forest Park, and I am the most premier marquee player in the Midwest today. I'm the best in the Midwest, and I prove it each and every time I step in that squared circle. All right. Well, Jonesy, I know you wanted to get back in here uh, with, you know, seeing as you're the, the, the author, the creator of the Curtis Wild fan club. I'm sure you've got a thousand more questions, but we've only got a few more minutes, thank goodness, with the champion, the SICW See. Classic Champion. And uh, a man who's getting ready to face off against Cayman. You know, Cayman locked himself in a casket for like three days. That six flag in St. Louis. Do you understand?
Hey, that guy will do anything and everything he can do to get away from me. <laughs> he'll lock himself in a casket. He'll put himself in a panic room. He'll do whatever he can do to get away from me. But this Saturday night, it's going to be me and him in a square circle, one-on-one. He's going one-on-one with the wild one, and he's going to find out exactly what it's like on the wild side. When I take what used to be precious to Ricky Cruz, and I arranged for him to not have it, and now I'm going to take what is precious to Cayman, and I'm going to bring that to the wild side too. And I will be the only double champion in the St. Louis area holding two titles, not just one. Well, Jonesy, before you jump back in here, let me just say huge shout-out to our boy Ben Simon. I love Ben Simon, one of the best uh, um, uh, ring announcers in the game today. Uh, I've done a little ring announce work myself, and he's a guy that I look up to. I'm a huge fan of his. You can catch him at almost every single MMWA show, man. Huge, huge fan of, of our buddy Ben Simon. Shout out to him. Jonesy, why don't you jump back in here, bro? What do you got? Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, I actually wanted to talk about your matches with, with a, a gentleman by the name of uh, Billy McNeil. What can you tell us about wrestling Billy McNeil? Well, I can tell you this. The, the cat's quicker than a hiccup. He's faster than a $3 lady on the corner. But the fact is, <laughs> Billy, McNeil, Billy McNeil steps on through to the wild side, and he gets a reality check because not only does, does his speed and agility not help him when he's getting kicked in the head, but when he steps on through to the wild side, the reality changes for him just like it changes for everybody else, and they know that they're in the lion's den with the lion of the loo. That is absolutely, absolutely true. Now, my last question before I kick it back to uh, Renee is, you know, you've got this big match coming up. uh, Obviously, Wildfire is going to accompany you to the ring. Uh, Now, some people would say that that she likes to get involved in in your matches. What would you... You you say to somebody that says that she likes to get involved in in your matches. Listen, that that is completely uh, unsubstantiated rumors. That is what are you it's talking propaganda. about? Stop it's propaganda. Lying. It's fake news, and and the fact <laughs> that the media is coming out with these lies and this propaganda just shows how much that they are trying to hold me down. Wow. All she does is, that- is protect her investment. She makes sure that I stay on the top of the mountain, at the top of the ladder, and I think she's done a pretty good job because I am the SICW Classic Champion, and I will this Saturday night be the MMWA Heavyweight Champion. So I think she's doing a really great job at ringside, and anybody who wants to question that can step in the ring with the Wolf of West County. I would totally... <laughs> totally, totally agree. Renee, why don't you come in here with whatever uh, questions that 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 that, that you have left, sir? So. Okay, yeah, you got it, man. Well, uh, no, no, I got you. No, no fake news or propaganda. But you know what, uh, Curtis? For as much as you've contributed to the pro wrestling scene over your uh, ten plus years in the game, uh, I'm going to give you an opportunity. Oh, Sean Smith's in the house. What's up, man? Long time no see. Uh, but anyway. 
So here's one thing that I wanted to ask you and, and, and may force you to step outside yourself just for a moment. So you share locker rooms with a lot of guys. A, a lot of the promotions that you work at, they, they like to, uh, to, 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 how do I say this? They like to book some of the more seasoned guys, but they have a great ability to mix in some of the younger talent, which we have to see in every promotion. Some promotions are great about the old school guys or whatever, but you can't, you can't live and die off of that. You've got to bring a new crop up. I'm sure you share the locker room with some young talent that impresses you, or maybe it's something that you've seen on TV recently, uh, uh, Volatile. I'm curious, from, from, a, from a fan talking to a veteran at a game, are there any guys out there, no matter what level they're on, that you're like, yeah, that guy's doing it right. For a young guy, he gets it, and I know he's going to be uh, uh, in this business for a long time and make a lot of money. Is there anybody like that that comes to mind? Well, I mean, he's teetering on that, that older side, but I'm digging what Chris Jericho is doing. He's been able to reinvent himself over and over and over again and make it hot, make it exciting, put butts in the seats. I'm digging what Bray Wyatt is doing with The Fiend uh, and that whole firehouse funfly thing. Uh, I mean, it's pretty dope. Tommy Dreamer's over there. He's also very seasoned but he's got a lot of guys in his locker room that are coming up. Um, and then you look at other guys. You, you look at the, uh, the Raiders. Uh, in, yeah, they're in w, the, w, the Viking Raiders. Raiders. You look at those guys, and about five years ago, they were uh, you know, doing opening matches for Ring of Honor. I mean, it, it well, really so, hasn't been so that down. long. Uh, so you see these guys, and they're, they're seasoned, but they're also uh, – fairly new. They've just learned from the right people. Um, but then, then you get into a locker room like SICW or MMWA and you might have some seasoning in you. In December, it'll be 20 years for me, Renee. 20 years 20 in December, in I'll have been doing this. That's, that's but the amazing, fact is, man. I step into a locker room. Say that again? I said that's amazing. That, the, the longevity is the most underrated uh, attribute in professional sports. People talk about how fast you are and how hard you can punch and this and that, man. But if you can stick around, you can do some pretty awesome stuff. So longevity is huge to us here on the Russell Talk Podcast. Please continue. Longevity is a big deal. And uh, I got to tell you, the SICW Classic Championship was special to me because the last time I won a heavyweight title was from Physical Fascination, Brandon Bishop, up in, in the Chicagoland area. And that was 15-plus years ago. So th- this has been a long time coming with me getting the SICW Classic Championship and becoming the champion that everybody already knew I was. And then this Saturday night when I take the MMWA Heavyweight Championship, I am just going to solidify my legacy in St. Louis wrestling and Midwest wrestling, and nobody will ever be able to question me again. But you're stepping back to our locker room. You step into an SICW locker room or an MMWA locker room, and you've got guys like Gary Jackson. You've got guys like Flash Flanagan. You, you've you got some of the, the hottest Moondog. stars. Moondog, baby. Have, I love Moondog. Moondog. Can't forget about Moondog. Exactly. Guys yeah. who have been everywhere. Guys who have done everything and seen it all. And you've got to imagine that I am in that locker room with them, and I am the main event. And I am in the championship match. And oh, I am the SICW Classic it? Champion. 
So you can say all you want to about those locker rooms and how great they are, but the fact is, when it all boils down to it, I am the greatest of them all. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, the volatile Curtis Wilde. But before we let you go, champ, we have a bit of business to handle with the five remaining minutes in this segment. We're going to go ahead and invite you in to tonight's edition of the Wrestle Talk Podcast Shoot and Shout segment. And it, it can serve as a bit of a therapeutic moment where you're allowed 30 to 45 seconds to just vent about anything that's bothering you. It can be wrestling-related. It doesn't have to be wrestling-related. Whatever you feel comfortable. Jonesy will go first. I'll go second. By the time we're done, champ, you'll know exactly what to do. Are you gay? Let's do this. My, my sake is on the way. Again, I'm in Tokyo, Japan, on my wild worldwide victory we'll tour. So let's we'll do this quick. We'll make it quick, I promise. Uh, we'll make it quick. All right, intern Timmy, hit the music, baby. Let's get in the shoot and shout tonight for episode 267. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I will go ahead and start this this shooting shout off, and I'll tell you what really makes me mad is when the WWE puts on a great pay per view like Hell in a Cell, and the fans that pay ten dollars a month can't do anything but complain because they didn't like the finish of a wrestling match. It's like when you take it's like when the kid little kid doesn't get his way because they didn't like the way that the wrestling match ended, when it's obvious that there was going to be more wrestling matches that were going to be coming between The Fiend and Seth Rollins, but everybody had to complain and complain and complain and complain because nobody can be happy in professional wrestling anymore. There you go. Damn, Josie, how am I supposed to follow that? All right, I'll do my best. I'll do my best. Well, listen. My shoot and shout tonight is is somewhat similar. It's about complainers. It's about people who are never satisfied, okay? Let me start with something simple so that your folks' brains don't hurt. During the summer, it's hot. Wear shorts and T-shirts. During the winter, it is cold. Wear jeans, boots, and jackets. Why is it that when we go from season to season, there's always a huge segment of our population that can't help but bitch cry and complain every step of the way from hot to cold? Ladies and gentlemen, this planet has been around for a long time, and every winter it gets cold, and every summer it gets hot. It's, it's to be expected. We don't need to hear about you bitching and complaining about the weather on social media. I'd rather read something else. I'd rather watch paint dry. I'd rather watch grass grow. I'm sick and tired of it. And it's not just from a weather perspective. There's people like this all over the place, gentlemen. I'll give you an example. People are going to hate me for this. I saw something the other day on the internet. It was a revolt conference. And people were shitting on the president. Which, hey, if you want to do that, do it. It's all good. This is America, baby. Say what you want to say. But you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. I heard somebody say, 
Donald Trump doesn't care about the black community. He doesn't do anything for us. He's racist. And then somebody goes, oh, well, he did this, this, and this. You may not like him, but he did this and this. Oh, he just did that so that he could appease the African-American community. That's not sincere. It's not real. Why is he doing that? It's, it's not sincere. It's a lie. I don't care what side of the aisle you're on, ladies and gentlemen. I don't care what you think about the weather. Be consistent and stop bitching about every little thing that you can't control. Sometimes it's okay to take things at face value and be grateful that it's happening. If it's cold, be, head, be grateful it's not hot. If it's hot, be grateful it's not cold. And prepare for the worst. That's all that I can advise you. I'm just sick of the crime bitching and complaining. Curtis Wilde closes out and bring it, baby. Bring it. I don't mix politics and pro wrestling, so none of that makes any difference to me. But the fact is, what I'm angry about, what I'm angry about is that Herb Simmons has apparently been trying to get a hold of me since the last show because he wants to let me know that I'm not booked on the October 9th SICW show. The champ is not supposed to be there, but I want to let him know that I'm going to be there anyway. Not only between now and then, on the 12th, am I going to walk into MMWA and take their heavyweight championship and have a belt over each shoulder when I come walking into SICW October 19th and the New Breed Wrestling uh, October 26th. But I am going to continue to be there, whether he likes it or not, and I'm going to have a belt over each shoulder as long as I want to. I'm going to be there October 2nd when everybody's going to come out and they're going to witness Barry Windham. They're going to witness Arn Anderson, J.J. Dillon, and they will also see Curtis Wilde with the SICW Classic Championship, the MMWA Heavyweight Championship, Wildfire on my arm, and the man Walker Walsey watching my back. They're going to see that on the, the second, on the 16th. They're going to come back out to East Carondelet, and they're going to see Boogie Woogie Man Jimmy Valiant, but they're also going to see me with the SICW Classic Championship. So Herb Simmons, even though I've got his title, is still trying to hold me down, and that makes me angry, and that makes me want to take it out on everybody in his locker room. So that's exactly what I'm going to do, and they can see it this Saturday at MMWA. They can see it the following Saturday at SICW, and then just keep coming to the shows, and I will keep representing you all as the greatest champion SICW has ever seen. And here's the good news, ladies and gentlemen. When Curtis Wilde is attempting to do all that that he just said, beers are $1 at SICW and East Carondelet. So when he's up there spewing his garbage, just know beers are a dollar. Get your ass out to SICW. Make sure you follow them on Facebook. <laughs> 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 Curtis Wild thought he was going to get the last word on the Russell Talk podcast. You know what, Curtis Wild? You want the last word? You got it. Next time you come on the show, I'll let you do the mic drop. But tonight belongs to the night out, baby. You may be the champ, but this is my damn show. And you're going to show me some respect when you come on here, damn it. Nightmare Jones, any thoughts on that wonderful interview with the SICW Classic Champion, the volatile Curtis Wilde? It was absolutely amazing. I mean, it's not every day that we get to talk to the SICW Heavyweight Champion. And very, very soon after Saturday, he's going to have not one but two titles because he's going to defeat Cayman. 
And he's gonna end Cayman. Cayman's not Cayman's not even gonna be a professional wrestler after Saturday. Let's just put it that way. Fucking bullshit. I, I need a break. I'm done. I'm done. I need a break. Enter Timmy. Take us the break. We'll be back in two minutes and twenty seconds with the world's premier fantasy wrestling promotion, the Fantasy Wrestling Worldwide Chapter. Jones, what up, Wrestle Talk fam? Do it for y'all. Check me out. Kick in the door, wave in the 4-4. Even them haters can't hate us no more. So unlock your door, cause we got some more. Every Wednesday we here, keeping it raw. Night out, Nightmare Jones and all the best jets. Like a double barrel pointed right at the chest. WrestleTalkPodcast.com. Smashing and killing it like the night at a prom.
right. We're watching AEW. We're watching NXT. We're talking about power. We're talking about uh, NWA power, that is. We're talking about Hell in a Cell. We're talking about the SmackDown debut on Fox. You need to call in and talk your crap. If you got an opinion, we want to hear it. Just make sure you bring it in and bring it fierce. The the number is, you be quiet. You're not even part of this segment. Be quiet, Joe. 657-383-1521. And Nightmare Jones, again, you are not permanently part of this segment anymore, okay? You know, well, what, wait you know, a minute. What did you say? He had his head up his what? What did you say? 
up up his rear end, okay? Let's just put no, it that way for said. family friendly. That's not what you said. Say it again. Say it again. Say what you test this time, Luchador. Let's just yeah, yeah, let's just say he basically had his head up his ass in recent oh, in recent time. For who he really is, thinks he's a thinks he's a so-called world famous DJ or something like that. What he really isn't, man. He's just some some punk kid from from up up uh, I guess Little Rock, Arkansas, some some small town or whatever. I don't know. But either way, I'm exposing for who he really is. He wants to be called DJ Z. He wants to be called a, from a, another wrestler that used to be called by that name and on Impact Wrestling a long time ago. Doesn't make any sense so you anymore. Say, you're saying he's a style biter. You're saying he's biting somebody else's style. He's not even an original. Is that what I'm hearing you say, Luchador? Absolutely right, man. Shoot. Wow. He needs to get it, get it together. Well, well listen, I'm show somebody tag DJ Z, because you, know you know who hasn't called into the podcast in a long time, Luchador? DJ Z. Somebody tag that man. I want to hear what he has to say about this. Any closing thoughts? Well, I know this. He better be ready for Friday night because I'm bringing the pain, the noise, and make him suffer for everything that he's doing right now. So Friday night, it's going to be on. Believe that. Damn. Well, Luchador, I'll tell you what, bro. I'll tell you what. Sounds like you mean business, man. Do me a favor. Make sure you jump over to the YouTube or the Facebook. Hit the hearts. Hit the likes and be sure to share these broadcasts throughout social media. Wrestling pages, your personal pages, send it to your mom in a text. I don't care. Make sure people know that the Wrestle Talk podcast is going down. I have a few more callers, but I can sense that Nightmare Jones is pissed off because he wants to take this segment over and talk about La Familia for 15 minutes. And since he is co-owner of the Wrestle Talk podcast, I, I, I guess I have to let him on at least temporarily. So, Nightmare Jones, I'm very apprehensive when I do this. I'm very apprehensive when I do this, but I want to give you the opportunity to join us right now because we have a bunch of other callers, and we're going to get them all on, so nobody's going to get skipped today. Everybody's going to get their chance, but Nightmare Jones, you have earned your place, and even though I hate this La Familia propaganda, you are the co-host of this show. You're 50-50, half-owner of the WrestleTalk podcast. So whatever it is that you have to say, please, please keep it brief because nobody wants to hear you go on for 15 minutes about La Familia Worldwide. The microphone is on and the floor is yours, sir. Go right ahead. Can I talk now? Am I able to talk now? I mean, it's bad enough that that I get told, oh, you can't do this segment anymore, Nightmare Jones. You're not biased. All you do is talk about La you Familia. You're 100% biased. Excuse me. Excuse me, the adult is talking. I cannot help really? that La Familia is the greatest group in the FWWC. I understand. You hate us, Night Owl. You hate us because you can't be us. You hate 
it's because you can't beat us. That is the main reason. And you seem to think that I only care about myself, but I tell you what I'm going to do is I'm going to allow somebody else in the FWWC to take my spot right now. So, ladies and gentlemen, let me me bring on to to the FWWC podcast my sister in the La Familia Hardcore oh, wow. Sister, and really new women's champion. Hardcore Sis, take it away. <laughs> You know, Night Owl, I used to think you were one of the most fair and most honest men I know. But, you know, you and I have never had a problem, per se. We've never had a personal issue until I joined La Familia. Then, all of a sudden, you have an issue with hardcore sis. Really? Come on now. Really and truly, what have I done to you personally other than join La Familia? I don't have I mean, a really? problem with you, hardcore sis. I don't have a problem with you. What I have a problem with is that we get 15 minutes in this segment to bring on the superstars of the FWWC, and because your boss, Elmasa, likes to throw his weight around, 17 of the 20 minutes are about La Familia, and it doesn't make for good radio. You want me to just say it? I'm going to just go ahead and say it. I don't care who you spend your time with. I don't care who your loyalties are to, okay? I know you're a great competitor. You've been a champion before you joined La Familia. You'll probably be a champ while you're with La Familia. That's not my problem. My problem is that you guys are monopolizing my time, and it frustrates me. Because I got three other people on the line, but what do y'all have to say? You don't want to talk about your opponents. You don't want to talk about your matches. What do you want to do? You want to stand there with your little picket signs and go, La Familia, La Familia. It's nauseating, and it sounds unintelligent. So what do y'all have to say besides La Familia is the best faction of all time, blah, blah, blah? Do you have anything else to offer? Because I would would guess you don't. I would guess you don't. Well, can I say this, Night Owl? Of course you you can. Make it quick. of course, it hasn't been that long ago that La Familia was the only call you got. Other members of the FWWC didn't even call in. So if it hadn't been for the support of La Familia, you wouldn't have had any callers. So why doesn't the rest of FWWC step the hell up? And let's also remember that when it comes to the women's division, how many other women in this group call in and talk with you? None. Well, we had, we had Allison Shea Atticus, who was a very frequent contributor, but obviously we all know because of your boss, she's no longer here. So the one other female that would call on a regular basis is no longer here thanks to who? El Mata. Shocking, right? You know, if you get your feelings hurt and you've got to run off and cry and whine, that's, you know, your fault, not mine, okay? I mean, if you can't stand the heat, you get out the kitchen, okay? She couldn't stand the heat. So she left the kitchen. Okay. Sorry about her bad luck. I mean, you know. But having said that, you know, I was, you know, hey, I was calling in tonight to say how awesome it is to once again be the women's champion here in the FWWC. I was calling in to basically kind of say how cool it is that, you know, I actually took on Lilith and I was going to give her props because, you know, being new to the group, she got a title shot, and she actually held her own. She actually did a very good job, and I was calling in to give her props. 
and then you want to go off mad and angry at hardcore sis. Jeez, come on, Night Owl. You know, I call now, in to, now, to now, give now somebody. Now you're making me feel all bad and stuff. Now you're making me feel bad. You know what? I, I, I will say this, and I'll say this to you too, Nightmare Jones. You know, hardcore sis has always been a great contributor. So I'm hoping that she can help change the culture over there in La Familia. Because you know what? You guys are all great competitors. But you all say the same damn thing over and over, and I'm sick of it. So hopefully she can grab you numbskulls by your ears, Nightmare Jones, okay? And set you guys straight. Because honestly, you all sound like a bunch of broken records half the time. Am I wrong about that, Jonesy? Am I wrong? No. Actually, yes. You are wrong 100%. You know why? We talk about La Familia so much because we know how great we actually are. And the sooner that you realize that, the better off that you are going to be. I mean, La Familia, we've got these different little subgroups. We've we've got Marcus Mayhem's little group. We've got Hardcore Sisters' little group. And and then you've, you've got the Villainous Vultures which is myself, Corbin Slater, and Richard Priest, who is obviously the, 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 we are the top little group in La Familia, who will be taking over La Familia once El Monte decides that it's his time to step down. Okay, Nightmare, wow. you can wake up, all well, right? That's, that's you, you can Allow wake me. up, Nightmare. Wake Allow up, me, Nightmare. Marcus, I'm going to ask you this question. How do you feel about Nightmare Jones saying that the uh, the villainous vultures or the vultures of violence, whatever they're calling themselves, how do you feel about him saying that they're going to take over La Familia when El Mata retires? I've not heard any confirmed reports, but there has been a lot of rumors that El Mata's going to be gone after Universe Mania 6. How do you feel about him saying that? I, I think he needs to wake up from his dream world. That's what I think. And I also think that, you know what, I think maybe you ought to join us, Night Owl. Oh, stop it. You, you know what, that's it. We're, we're ending the call right there. I, I, I can't. I can't. I'm, so, I'm sorry. I don't like to cut people off, but no. Don't you try and recruit me. After all the crap that La Familia has put me through, don't you dare utter the words that the Night Owl should join <laughs> the dark side. Hey, shut your, nightmare to shut your mouth, okay? Because we have somebody who's actually been a champion recently that's ready to come on, and believe it or not, he's actually representing the great state of West Virginia. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into to the Wrestle Talk Podcast, FWWC segment, a true champion, a true man of the people. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm talking about the one and only Tank Westbrook. Night out, night out, night out. How you doing this evening? Man, you see what I'm dealing with, bro? I need some air right now. Help me out here. Uh, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna help you out a little bit. Um, you know, see, Nightmare Jones wants to talk all so good and bad about you know La Familia, and not only is he part of this little you know three group faction uh, of a small you know small faction of a big faction, but you know he even said that he's part of you know uh, Slater, and who? Beat Corbin Slater. Who defended his title against Corbin Slater? Who beat La Familia's own? Oh dear God, no, no. Why? Why?
You know, if any time to interrupt, now would be the time because nobody wants to hear this crap from Tank. Tank, you can leave now. It's time for the real show to begin. No, wait a minute. We're going to bring Tank back on, Marcus Mayhem. And you are a general manager, so you're afforded certain certain privileges as a general manager. But was it absolutely necessary to cut off a man right in the middle of a sentence? I mean, do you have any class or etiquette on how to handle people? Actually, no, because I don't care. When I get on the line, I come first. Everyone else comes second. You know better than that. Now, it's time for you to properly introduce me as the Red Brand GM and your new European champion, Marcus Mayhem. Go ahead, say it. Go ahead. Wait. Ah, bro, you don't pay my paycheck. You're about to make me say shit. So say what you got to say so we can get back to tank, please. Hurry up. Well, I would like to address um, a certain someone, Mr. Savior Shank. I also want to address Bishop. You know, this Friday coming up, you know, I think everyone thinks that Saint's going to have a one-up on me, but if everyone forgot what I did to Saint last time, you know he's going to lose. Bishop's going to lose also. So I just want to say that, thankfully, the European Championship is back in La Familia's hands where it belongs. And also, for the tag champions, Grim Reapers, beware, because Heaven's Demons is lurking to get back what was rightfully ours and what was stolen from us by Money Man Mills. So wait a minute. So your your boss is, is one foot out, one foot, one foot in, one foot out, and you're still talking about the tag team championships that you lost to the Grim Reapers at SummerSlam? I mean, when, when are you going to let it go, Mayhem? Just, just let it go. They're better than you. Understand, when you get screwed out of something, you don't just let it go. You have to get revenge and redemption. And I feel that me and Monta have some unfinished business with Money Man Mills and the Grim Reapers. So come Survivor Series or whenever we feel like it, we will be coming for those tag belts and bringing it back home to where they belong in the rightful owner's hands of me and Monta, Heaven's Demons. Recognize. All right. Well, one last question before you. Before you go, Mayhem, I know you're a big wrestling fan. Do you watch any NXT? I, I dabble a little NXT if I'm not handling a little business. So, you know, what, what you My got question. for me? Question. Dakota Kai versus Bianca Belair is going on right now on the USA Network. Who do you got, Bianca Belair or Dakota Kai? Ooh, that, that's, a, that's a tough one, but I'm going to have to go with my girl Kai. I'm, I'm going. I don't know, man. It, it's tough. It's tough to pick between such such great great talent like that. So we're we're going to see what happens. I, I think Kai's going to get it, but we're we're going to see. Either or, it wouldn't surprise me because they're they're both legit talent. So we're we're going to see. But I'm going to go get out of here. I got uh, some prepping to do. I got some more night owl jokes to get done. So I'll see oh, you yeah, later, sure. asshole. Jonesy, much All love. Right, well. I'll see you later. Take it easy. Whatever. Thank you. Goodbye. Jeez Louise. Then your Jones, you know, I wouldn't even have such a problem with La Familia coming on if you guys would just be a little bit more respectful. Is there any chance that that's ever going to change? Wow. 
crickets. The one time, the one time I throw to Nightmare Jones and ask him a legitimate question, he, he, he totally ignores me and gives me the silent treatment. That's fine, and that's okay. But listen, we had a man on just a few moments ago who was rudely interrupted by Marcus Mayhem. We're going to bring him back on. Tank Westbrook, you're still with us. We promise you we're going to bring you back on. Please go ahead and finish your thoughts because that was highly disrespectful, and I personally apologize to you, sir. Night out. It's completely fine. I'm not mad at you. I don't. I don't see have what I gotta deal with, bro. Against. You guys see what I gotta deal with? Oh, brother, I understand, and I'm sorry you gotta deal with that. But like I said, let me get back to what I was saying. I beat La Familia. I took down Corbin Slater. He cashed in his Intercontinental Championship. And he lost. He kept saying, oh, I can't find him. I can't find Tank. Well, he found me on Sunday. Now, let's fast forward a little bit, if you don't mind, real quick. We got to go to FWWC Survivor Series, just about a month, a little over a month away. I got to face Hardcore Hoss, who is none other than La Familia. And I don't expect anything less than trying to be screwed out of my title. If you were there Monday night on the FWWC Raw Challenges, I face Hardcore Hoss to go ahead and set the foundation to pave the path of FWWC Survivor Series. And he had to bring down Big Papa Kirk and his sister, Hardcore Sis. And not only did they continue to get involved in my match, at the end, Hardcore Hoss had to cheat, had to take a steel chair and hit me in the back. That's fine. Do you all want to cheat? That's fine. But I'm going to tell you right now, I won't back down, and I will come out on top again, standing above La Familia. All right. Well, Tank Westbrook, thank you so much for those thoughts. I believe we have at least one more caller. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm hesitant to bring him on because, you know, he's had a lot of controversy revolving around him here lately. And he was the center of a huge trade um, that happened between the red brand and the blue brand. And this guy has shown up already on the red brand and made a huge impact within the first seven to ten days of being there. But I just don't know what his mindset is. He, he seemed to have changed a little bit since he moved over to the red brand. So, I don't know. We're going to go ahead and roll the dice and bring him on. Ladies and gentlemen, a man that's always representing and hailing from Columbus Park on the north side of Kansas City, Missouri. Ladies and gentlemen, Big T, the Python. Night out. How's it going tonight, brother? Hey, man. It's about the same as always, baby. We're out here getting it, showing love and representing for professional wrestling in all facets. Pro, indie, independent, women, fantasy. We're doing it all tonight, baby. You know how we roll. Hey, as my man El Moderata says, El Jefe has arrived on the red brand. El Jefe. What do, you, what do you mean? Why are you calling yourself El Jefe? Are you, are you serious right now? Are you serious? Stop that. Stop that. Big T, you've been, the, you've been the topic of conversation here quite a bit 
over the last seven to ten days because of the trade. Tell us, what went behind making that trade happen? Did you ask for the trade? Were you traded without your knowledge? Did you hear about it on Twitter? Were you a part of the process? Break it down for us. Listen, Big T was down at uh, Garage and was eating a cup of cannoli and some chicken spaghetti. And Marcus Mayhem hit me up and said, Big T, you're coming home. I said, I don't want to hear nothing else. Just know this. When I show up, I'm going to arrive. And Monday night, what happened, what you seen was two guys fighting for the top fight. What you had was Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock trying to be the top guy on Red Brand, me and, me, me and Battle Cat. What you seen, whoa, 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 what whoa, happened whoa, whoa. was. Whoa, 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 whoa. Right away, I've got to point out the fact that you just glossed over, Screen, you just glossed over the fact that you and Battlecat, yes, you did have a match, but in Battlecat's FWWC Universal Heavyweight Championship match on Sunday against Omata, once the match was over, you showed up with a steel chair. I want explanations. FWWC Universe wants to know, what the hell was that even about? Listen, I ain't got to give no explanation. Just know what I did. I made a statement. And the statement is that Big T is the top guy on Red Brand. For one, Savior Saint passed his prime, and he's did everything he can, and he's crying over his little brother being gone. Remy Ricks ain't even in the category. And then you got guys like Battle Cat who bitch and whine and moan when things don't go their way. Listen, I show up, I do my job, I collect a paycheck, I kick some ass, I create some controversy, and I do it all again. That's what the fact of the matter is. Well, Big T, you definitely have had a change of attitude from the humble, hardworking blue brand, uh, 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 Big T, and now all of a sudden you're, you're on the red brand and you're, you're throwing the weight around and you're bragging about yourself. I don't know if this is going to be a good thing or a bad thing. The question is... What are your goals for FWWC Survivor Series? What does the perfect picture look like at the end of FWWC Survivor Series for you, Big T? The perfect picture would be Big T holding up the European Championship, newly crowned European champion, renamed the Italian Championship. Interesting, and you re- you, you do realize who the champion is right now. It's Marcus Mayhem. There's a chance you're never going to get a shot at that title if La Familia continues to operate the way that they always operate. Hey, listen, Nidal. One thing you told me a long time ago was hard work pays off, right? And ain't no getting around that. At the end of the day, Marcus Mayhem has a date with El Jefe. Uh, okay. Uh, I, I'm just, you know, getting used to you using other people's monikers, but, I mean, whatever, right? Uh, well, hey, big, hey, listen, I mean, come hey, on, listen, why are you using another guy's catchphrase? Stop doing that. It's weird. Listen, Night Owl, I heard something earlier on the show that... What? El, El Mata, when he wants to retire, who's going to take over Law Familiar? Well, guess what? Big T's going to take over Law Familiar. Because La Familia without El Moderatus is a shit show dump dive. Wow. <laughs> 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 no, 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 no. <laughs> 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 
in Joe Lance, my, my beautiful, faithful, hardworking co-host. Um, we're going to bring him on, and he's going to tell us all about his AEW experience. But before we do that, we have one more caller that wants to come on, and he's got a very, very strong message for his opponent this upcoming Friday night. Ladies and gentlemen, Haley and residing in Crystal Lake, the one, the only, Voorhees. Don't worry. 
Don't worry, I have brought Voorhees back. Go ahead, Voorhees, continue you what in? you were saying. Why did you why did you let him back in? I'm sorry, never mind. Is, is he listening? I hope he's, he's not listening. Did he hear what I said? Yeah, yes, sir. Yes, sir. What's up, Voorhees? Welcome back, man. Great to have you. This Friday night, you will see me and El Matarata go for the hybrid television championship, and I will bounce him around like a basketball, and then I will fold him into a pretzel, and I will become the television hybrid champion. Ominous words from Voorhees. Jonesy, I appreciate you uh, bringing him back on because, I, I mean, you know, I, I, Voorhees is a different character, bro. I mean, we all know what he's done, and he's never he's never really paid the price for some of the stuff that he's done. I just know that whenever he's around, I get a little nervous. My, my palms get a little sweaty. The, the hairs on the back of my neck start to stand up, and and it's quite concerning. But you know what? That's fine because we're, we're going to move on from that. And I hope he does well against El Mata. We all know Mata's lazy. He doesn't cut any promos hardly. I mean, the ones he cuts are pretty decent. But let's just be real. He doesn't cut enough promos for being a, a triple champion. Uh, that said, it is time for us to get into the final interview segment of the evening. And I am personally excited because we get to interview our very own Nightmare Jones. And, and, and Nightmare Jones was at AEW at the Capital One Center in, in, in D.C. last Wednesday. That was exactly seven days from today, okay? And the fact that he was there gives us a unique opportunity to ask him questions about that experience that most of us didn't have. I mean, let's just be real. Most of us either saw it on TV Live or we saw it the days following. There must have been something special about being in the building that night. And, you know, as far as I'm concerned, we have to dig a little bit deeper into what that night was because there's a chance, fam, that we're going to be looking back in 20 years and going, yo, do you remember that first AEW Dynamite show on TNT when the Wednesday Night War started? And who knows, in 20 years, AEW could be a bigger wrestling company than WWE. So the history of this isn't lost on me. And I want to make sure that we get an opportunity to talk to the man himself, Nightmare Jones, who had a suite in the house that night. And, and I'll tell you what, it was absolutely – now, I don't know why we got an echo going on here, but uh, it was absolutely fantastic, and there's no one better to tell the story than the man himself. So ladies and gentlemen – Welcome into the show, a man that you see every single week. I'm talking about the one, the only, Nightmare Show. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
welcome in. We're going to open up the lines to callers who want to come in and talk to us just like as if it was the high spot segment. But during this segment, as we interview Nightmare Jones, you guys are, are, are welcome and, and free to dial that number. That's 657-383-1521, and we'll get you on quick. We're not going to make you wait now. So if you want to come on and talk to Nightmare Jones about his experience over at AEW Dynamite in the building, in the suite with his beautiful wife, Carrie, this is the time to dial it. And if you're listening to the replay, thank you so much. We love you. Please rate and share. Nightmare Jones, man, please, dude, go ahead and start filling us in on all the details of your experience, bro, because I think that we're going to be looking back at it in 20 years, and it's going to be a huge moment in pro wrestling history, man. Go ahead and, and take it away. Oh, my goodness. It was uh, absolutely a amazing experience. It was a different experience than you would see at a WWE show. Um, and, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm willing to admit I am not the biggest AEW fan. Uh, you know, I, I am WWE, you know, through and through. But I definitely had a really, really, really good time uh you know the uh, the fans were absolutely amazing uh i uh made friends with uh, uh a guy by the name of christian who was the guy that that actually got the uh Russia talk podcast tickets and he was completely amazed like it was his first ever he, it was his first ever uh professional wrestling show and he had never sat that close and he was just amazed that the Wrestle Talk podcast gave him those tickets. That was that freaking awesome, uh, you know. And and I met up with a an, uh, another YouTuber there by the name of uh, Rainbow Warrior. Uh, awesome, awesome, awesome guy. He just like myself is a, a Joey Janela fan. So of course we we hit it off right off of of, of the bat because. He understands the awesomeness of Joey Janela like what I did. Uh, yeah, it was just, it, it was a great, great experience. Well, Jonesy, you know what? We here on the Wrestle Talk podcast, you know, we're, we're men of the people. So even though we are going to be talking to AEW with you, we do have a caller on the line. Okay. Um, we're going to go ahead and bring this caller on. Uh, don't know much about him. Um, I'm trying to see if I can. Okay, so my understanding that his name is Larry. So we're going to go ahead and bring Larry on. I don't know if he's got a question about AEW. I don't know if he wants to talk about something that we talked about earlier on in the show. Um, but let's go ahead and bring him on. I mean, he's there. He's waiting. And, and we're, we're here to serve the people. So, enter Timmy, go ahead and uh, bring on to the show uh, Larry. Let's let's bring let's bring on Larry. Larry, are you there, buddy? You're live on the WrestleTalk podcast with Joe and Renee. Huh? You're a man of your word. When you came over to see me, you said you bring me on your show. Don't forget, it was nice seeing you. You tracked me down. You came in my house. Larry, wait a minute. T- time out. So, Larry. This is. This, wait a minute. So I, I got to hear my. So Larry, Larry Pappas, ladies and gentlemen, who's a, a caller who called in a few weeks ago, 
I was curious because he was very engaging, but I didn't know anything about this guy. Larry, thank you. I, I didn't recognize it, it was you. Thanks for being a part of the show today, man. Um, yeah, I did look you up. I was curious. Uh, we're, we're happy to have you. What, what's on your mind tonight? First of all, let me tell you something. Who's the obvious? You need to tell him what? Vince McMahon call. He wants all his gimmicks back. Quit trying to put him in a blender. Dig down deep. Shock the ball. Jump. Sweet. Do they have cocktails? Josie, did they have cocktails at the AEW suite? No, this suite did not have food or alcohol. I had to buy my own stuff. But it was still awesome. It was still amazing. No, God! I mean, no, God, please, no, no, no! No! Here's the funny thing. Go ahead, Joe. Here's the the funny thing, okay? I I got these these three tickets, and it takes section 200. And my friend Jared, who you know as the uh, uh, fireman, he got tickets on the floor by the uh, 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 ramp. Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Listen. What? I sang the national anthem at that arena. I sang the national easy, anthem. I sang the national anthem in that very venue back in 90. No, 89. George H. called me up. Hey, Larry, we're going to a game. George H. I said, George. George. Hey, are you telling a story? Hey, call me up. Okay. He goes, Larry, need you to sing the national anthem. I said, George, it's a Sunday. And he says, Larry, get out of bed. We're going to go. We went down to that very venue, and I sang National Anthem. You're welcome. So, wait a minute, wait a minute. So, let me get this straight, Larry. So, you're saying that you sang the National Anthem at the Capital One Arena because some guy named George? Who, who is this George? What are you talking about? Who, the who President of the United States, look him up. George, yeah, George. Herman Bush? Oh, yeah. Stop it. Seriously? Seriously? Man. So, so you're a up. singer, right? Okay. All right, so let, let's put your feet to the fire here. Go ahead and sing us a, a tune if you really are a singer, because I'm not. I'm really not buying it. Well, you got to say, what do you want to hear? You know, I hear everything. My favorite time of my passion of life. See? How about, uh, how about, well, hold on, how listen, about, listen, uh, listen, 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 listen. Go ahead, go ahead. Well, we were there in Thailand. We are in Thailand. Favorite place. Favorite place ever. Elephant right. Wrestling. Real wrestling. A good wrestling. Tyler's on a wrestle. Anyway, every Thursday night, you know, after the show, I would go down to the lounge there, yeah, let your Pappas make some money, you know, singing, yeah. But the, every second Thursday of the full moon, Chow Ming would come out and she would sing with me on a duet. And we, and we would sing so, oh, it was, it was just pure magic. So, uh, we're going to sing that. Uh, something different. But it goes, uh, you can sing it fast, you can sing it slow, but, you know, the way I would always turn it in, I'd get the piano going. I'm got memory okay. lane here. Man. But, you know, I'd get the piano and, Oh, my God. Each 
Shani Moilake Ita Pecha Noimake Nimoche Iloge Mina Olame Awesome. You were in my apartment. 
You looked around, you saw these pictures. You asked the same thing. You saw the pictures of me? But everybody knows. The PM crown every night. Oh, perfect to me. Come in, get a drink. You know? Come in, have a good time. Listen to me. Sing. Get a nice steak. Wasn't the best steak, but it was a steak. But that's where the place happened. Everybody knew the PM Crown was the place. Yeah, you do know, Joe, Joe, for, listen, for, Joe, for the people that know, the PM Crown operated illegally, illegally in Kansas City that's for well thing. over 20 years. That's uh, so, wait a minute. So, Larry, what are you saying? You worked at the PM Crown in Kansas City? That's a historic site. Like, that's a big deal. I mean, yeah, you know, it's headline. got a lot of history. Headline. You just Google it. Google the PM Crown. I dare you if you, if you don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, a lot of shady dealings at the PM Crown. Headline. Headline. You headline the PM Crown? All the time. And that's where you met Vince? I've met so many people at the Crown. Oh, my God. I could go on for days. You guys want to live? Listen, we don't have all day. It's just like you were telling me the other day. You were telling me the other day. You said, Larry, you got so many stories. You got to write a book. But you know I don't got time to write a book? Because I don't have a book to write. Listen, I know I said that, bro, but, I mean, a lot of this stuff seems a little far-fetched. So, I mean, I, you seem like a nice guy. I know you, you've been dealing with some stuff or whatever since you were released from Two Rivers. I, I, just I got a message for Joe. For I got a message for Joe. I got to go going, check though. in. I got a message for Joe. I thank you for letting me come on and clear everything up. You and I will be in contact. You're a good kid. You're a good kid. You know you're wrestling. Joe, you need to understand something right now. What you witness, first ever in history, you will have stories to tell your children and their children and their children, and they will get to say, he was there. You lived through me. You lived through Reddy. You lived for every other any month on the show. But you lived that night. Thank you, Joe. Wow. Well, Jonesy, that was a uh, an interesting call to say the least. Um, and, and you know, we're yeah. all about the callers. Yeah. We're all about the WrestleTalk fam. So, can you confirm message? I'm gonna message here. Sorry, I'm just looking. We get some messages in from the fans. So. Did this guy Larry? Because he said, I think he said he he sang the national anthem at the AEW Dynamite show. Do you, do you have any recollection of this? Yes. Yes, I do. Okay. All right. Because well, I'm questioning, like, is this dude legit or not? I don't know. But you said he sang the national anthem. Okay, that that's cool. Well, listen, let's carry on from there. We're gonna do the uh, the game show challenge here in just a couple of minutes. But, Joe, I still have a ton of questions for you about AEW. Thank you, Larry, for calling in. Anybody else who wants to call in, just call in. Just don't be as weird because that was a little weird. Uh, <laughs> let, me, let me ask you um, a, a question pertaining to your visit, uh, Jonesy, uh, because, again, a mm-hmm. uh, huge moment in pro wrestling history. And I don't know, maybe we've got a little bit of echo going in. Sir, Timmy, see if you can't address that echo, please. It's quite annoying. Um, but, anywho, my thing is this, like, what did it feel like? Because I know watching on TV and jumping back and forth from NXT, it felt like that AEW crowd was into it, like what you would see 
uh, when the fans are into, like, a, a Money in the Bank ladder match. Like, the fans really get into those. You know what I mean? Like, it felt like that, yes. that, that was, like, the plateau throughout the whole evening. Did you, and you've been to a bunch of WWF shows. I know you have. You've been to a ton of them. Did it mm-hmm. feel different? Did it feel different than a WWE show feels? And if so, how? How did it feel different? Um, to me, it really didn't feel different. Uh, you know, the crowd was was super duper loud the entire night. Like it was was insanely loud the entire night. Like the crowd was into absolutely everything. When whenever a certain wrestler would would come out. They went nuts. When John Moxley came out, they went nuts. When uh Jack Hagel came or Jake Hagel came came out, they went nuts. Uh, you know, it 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 really didn't didn't feel different from a WWE of of event. I mean, you even had the uh, uh Pyro, you know. Cody had Pyro, Hangman Page had Pyro, the Young Bucks and uh and uh, Kenny O O O Mega had pyro. So basically, anybody that was in the elite had pyro that night on AEW. Well, that's pretty dope, and I'm curious, man. Like the the atmosphere, uh, maybe not during the show, but when you were outside. I know you met up with Christian. That's our buddy Lux Rider. That's L U X X R Y D E R on Instagram. That's Lux two X's and a Y instead of an I. What was that like on the outside? Because you were giving away two pretty badass tickets, like premium seats to the show. Yes. How fired up were those fans? Did it feel maybe a little bit more 18 and over than what a WWE show feels? Um. Yeah, the uh, the, the fans were, were absolutely um, amazing. And, you know, but believe it or not, I had I had quite a hard time getting rid of, of of those tickets because either everybody already had tickets or they thought that I was was a full crap. You know, because whenever you go to a wrestling event, uh, you know you you you've got people that are trying to, to buy tickets that are trying to to sell tickets. So I, I'm guessing everybody was thinking that 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 I was like trying to resell these uh, tickets. But as soon as Christian found out that we were just literally giving these tickets away, his his eyes lit freaking up and he was like all about it. So it was a lot of fun. Uh there there there, there were so many people there that when they opened up the uh, the doors they, they literally had to shut the street in front of the uh uh arena down because of there were so many people there. Wow, dude, that that's amazing, and really that that just uh, speaks to the momentum that the the professional wrestling uh, world is feeling right now, dude. Like it's it's connecting with people on so many different levels. It's not just a kid thing anymore, and it's not just an old school thing anymore. And, and I think that it's a beautiful thing. Like we talked about uh, towards the beginning of the show. Joe, was there anything uh, about the experience that surprised you or anything that happened that you didn't expect to happen, whether it was before the show, during, or after? Um, 
before doing it after. Well, you know, I, I'm used to seeing, you know, at least one dark match after the uh, AE, after, after a wrestling show. Well, they had at least one dark match before AEW, and then they had like three dark matches afterwards. And the interesting thing is that the dark matches are now available to be seen on YouTube. So to me, that kind of takes away from the experience of, you know, going to a wrestling show. Because most times you go to a wrestling show, nobody gets, you only get to see the the dark match if you're there. But now you don't have to be there to 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 see see the uh, 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 dark match. But it is pretty cool because nobody's really doing that. So so that's definitely pretty cool though. Well, I think it's cool because you, you, you get to see it first. And I've heard yeah, from a lot of different yeah. people I, I've heard from a lot of different people that they did wish that some of those cool things that happened after the shows were broadcast. And a lot of times now because of the era we live in, the, the social media era, you get to see some of the stuff that happens after the shows. So I think it can really go both ways, uh, but now it's given AEW to create themselves a whole nother show on Tuesday uh, on their YouTube channel, and uh, and it's called AEW Dark. Uh, when you went back and looked at it, Joe, and I don't know if you have or haven't yet, I would imagine that you have, what did you think about it, man? Like, I know you, you said that, you know, it was kind of cool that nobody else but us got to see it, but it wasn't the presentation awesome. It, it almost felt like a bit more of a studio show, like what NWA is doing uh, with Tony Schiavone kind of yeah. walking people through the matches and things like that. So there, there's definitely a, a, a positive side to it because it allows AEW to create additional content, which is it seems like that's what the wrestling fans are craving right now. What do you think? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, you know, it, it, it was uh, definitely cool, and it definitely has a uh, – has a, a different feel to it, so yeah, absolutely. It was a, uh, it's a, a, a pretty cool to to uh, be able to see the uh, dog matches that, that that they had on that night on YouTube. Although, although it still isn't as good as seeing it live, though. Right, right. And so let me get back to my question, bro. Uh, what did you see? before, during, or after the show that you didn't expect? What surprised you about the show? What surprised me about the show? You know, I'm I, I, trying to, to really think of anything Don't that, force that, it, bro. It's that good. surprised me. If you can't think of anything, that's okay. Yeah, I mean, the, the only thing that kind of surprised me was I didn't think that uh, Dolby uh, Allen was 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 going to be there, so I was definitely uh, pretty uh, excited to see Dolby Allen. I was really really hoping that Joey Janela was going to be there, but unfortunately that didn't happen. Well, I know some of us don't necessarily agree with that, <laughs> uh, but you know what? That's fine. That's what professional wrestling is all about, bro. Having a difference of opinion. You and your brother, you and your co-host, you and your best friend don't necessarily have to agree about everything. And every once in a while, you might even challenge the other man and be like, hey, I bet you I can do this better than you. But when it's all said and done, you're still brothers, you're still friends, you're still La Familia for life. With that said, Jonesy, I got a very special guest joining us for 
tonight's edition of the Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. The question is, are you, Nightmare Jones, ready to go one-on-one with the night out? Uh, sure, absolutely. You don't, you don't sound that sure. But, uh, but you know what? Let's go ahead and do it anyway. Ladies and gentlemen, hosting tonight's edition of the Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge, the one, the only, Luke Skywalker Roberts. Luke, what's going on, sir? Well, gentlemen, it's it's always an honor and a privilege to be here on the WrestleTop Podcast. And I have to say right now, I want to apologize that I'm not usually my super energetic self. As you'd be very well aware, I'm still recovering from that uh, pretty vicious attack at Riot on the River. Um, like I said, tonight, as soon as the opportunity was proposed to me, gentlemen, it's time for a grudge match to end all grudge matches right here on the WrestleTop Podcast as Nightmare Jones taking on uh, the Night Owl, Renee Martinez. Gentlemen, I got to tell you right now, are we ready for the game show challenge? I got to tell you, this is, a, this is a, a phenomenal category for tonight's game show challenge. Jonesy, are you ready to go? Of course I'm ready to go. I'm ready to beat the Night Owl. Yeah, right. Enter, Timmy. You know what to do, baby. Hit the music as we get into tonight's edition of the WrestleSoft Podcast. Game Show Challenge. Name him. 
the manager, uh, James J. Dillon. James J. J.J. Dillon is correct. Nightmare Jones on the board. one nothing here. Let's see if the Night Owl can recover and win these final two falls here tonight on the WrestleTalk Podcast Game Show Challenge. Question number two. At Russell War 1991, this former WCW light heavyweight champion lost a War Games match after being hit with two power bombs by Sid Vicious. He later went on to become a member of the Hollywood Blondes, the Four Horsemen, Stone and the Hart Foundation. Name him. Brian Brian. Brian Brian Tillman. Brian Brian Tillman is correct. Nightmare Jones is up two falls to none. Nightmare Jones, this is not going to this is not going to be yeah. well for Night Owl. Well, that's a that's a change I'm here. Fired, in the I'm fired from shows. my own show. I'm fired from my own show. That's fine. You know what? It's fine. Skywalker, Nightmare, you're always teaming up. You're always setting me up. I say it every single week. But I'm telling you one thing. One thing you can't guarantee is that your boy is going to get swept. Josie, you're not sweeping me. I guarantee it. All right, those are some pretty some pretty strong words there from the night owl. Yeah, right. I know for I know for a fact that, that Nightmare Jones, I guess you're ready for question number three, the final question here yeah. at tonight's Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. Gentlemen, here we go. At last year's NXT War Games event, this man lost the match for the undisputed era after taking a bitter end from Pete Dunn. And the night owl, Renee Martinez, coming back to avoid the sweep. He is correct. Wonderful. The end result, though, I got to tell you, even though you're celebrating here, Renee, the fact remains the winner of tonight's game show challenge by the score of two falls to one is Nightmare Jones. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, intern Timmy, we got a little bit of music for the Nightmare with his victory this evening. Play the music already. Come on, seriously. You're belaboring the damn music, intern Timmy. Just, just play it already. Okay, I... I, I...
of the Wrestle Talk podcast so people know what they can look forward to over at www.wrestletalkpodcast.com, man. Let the people know. Well, gentlemen, I got to tell you right now, we've been getting wrestlers from all across the globe wanting to be a part of the Wrestle Talk podcast, and I'm going to tell you, next week, next week's episode is going to be great. We've got from the WOW promotion, we are going to have, I believe, the uh, woman's name, uh, and again, you're going to have to bear with me here because I kind of, uh, I kind of uh, butcher names here a little bit. I believe it's Sophia Lopez, if I'm not mistaken, Correct. from WOW. Very good. Like I said, I always after after all the names that we've had as of late, the names kind of blur together, but they always bring forth a lot of great a lot of great energy and a lot of great information. And this Lopez is going to continue that fine tradition we've had with women of wrestling being on the program next week. We're also going to have the son of the South, Frankie D, going to be on the program, a man with a large amount of history inside the squared circle, a very long lineage. The the world-renowned D family is going to be in the house next Wednesday night, right here on the Russell Talk podcast. And I got to tell you, gentlemen, first thing is, man, it, it's it's hard. I got to tell you, man, this I, I only did the game show challenge and this big announcement, guys. And I'm telling you, I'm still still kind of winded from everything going on. I mean, again, it's been it's been a crazy couple weeks. And I got to tell you, too, guys, Dynamo Pro Wrestling Double Shot Weekend coming up, end of October. Dynamo Pro Wrestling at the Concordia Turner's Gymnasium already signed a grudge match. Mike Outlaw taking on Dynamo Pro Champion Lights Out Adrian Surge. And then the event that a lot of fans look forward to each and every year, Four Hands Brewery, Strange Donuts, and Dynamo Pro Wrestling bringing beer, food, and body slams once again to the fans of the St. Louis area. It's a free event on Sunday, October 27th at the South Broadway Athletic Club, 2301 South 7th Street in St. Louis. Guys, i got to tell you, there's a lot of great things happening, and make sure to keep listening to the WrestleTalk Podcast, WrestleTalkPodcast.com, and also Facebook and Twitter. There are going to be several major announcements, and I've talked with both Joe and Renee, and I'm going to tell you guys, if you thought this far, 2019 has been great on the WrestleTalk Podcast, there are going to be plenty of huge announcements as we get closer and closer to episode 275 and of course the year in review for 2019 gentlemen it's always a always a pleasure to be here and guys it's going to be a great show next week just come do whatever the hell you want let's get it on old man let's get it on old man thank you luke skywalker roberts for always being here to help support and supply the Wrestle Talk podcast with some of the very best guests in professional wrestling today. Nightmare Jones, it's been a jam-packed show. We've been going for about two hours and 20 minutes, brother, and it's been gold all the way through. The Platinum Era has officially begun, and pro wrestling is on the climb, not to compete against itself, but to compete against baseball, basketball, and football. And I'm glad that we're here to contribute and document it as it happens. Dr. Jones, any closing thoughts before we let the fans go tonight? No, man, just uh, just thank all of the fans for supporting us and, and, you know, listening to us every single week. And if you watched, if you decided to listen to us tonight instead of watch NXT or AEW, that means 
a lot to us because that means that you have a lot of respect for the Best of Talk podcast with Joan Renee, and that is freaking awesome. So thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, ladies and gentlemen. We appreciate your contributions for 267. That's right, episode 267 of the Wrestle Talk podcast. Thank you for being here. We highly appreciate it. Remember, the Wrestle Talk podcast mugs are on sale. If you already have one, get one for your mama. Get one for your nana. They need it. You can either get the basic one, 15 bucks plus shipping, or you can get your name customized on the side. If you take care of them, they last a lifetime, unlike a hat or a T-shirt. that They get ruined over time. This class, if you take care of it, it will last forever, ladies and gentlemen. We will catch you next week with Frankie D and Sophia Lopez of WOW Women of Wrestling. Night Owl, Nightmare Jones, signing off. As always, 24-7-365 at www.wrestletalkpodcast.com. Peace! Peace! Why? She went out hunting for game, and she prepped a slot machine. <laughs>